Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Auburn House of Sports. I'm your host, Robert House. Thanks for joining us today. Here with my co-host, Wiley. Wiley, how are we doing today? Doing great. Saturday, it's cold again, finally, kind of. Fall so, weather's creeping in. Yeah. Um, which is nice, but no episode last week. I don't think either of us really wanted to talk about how that Texas A&M game went and talk about the Georgia game, although it ended up being a pretty good game. Um, just did not want to so (laughs) we did not have an episode last week but here we are Auburn's bye week Um, a lot of good football games on today a lot of good baseball on today but we're gonna dive right in here Um, so like I said Auburn's on the bye played Georgia last week at home lost 27 to 20 which honestly was a really good football game Auburn played probably the best football that they've played all season on both sides of the ball against a really good opponent um, but just could not make the place down the stretch uh, to win the game um, but c- credit to Georgia for beating a bad team um, by one score <laughs> yeah um, I think Saturday was just kind of a cool um, it was really good to see just for a pride standpoint um, you know, A&M was one of the worst games Auburn's played overall. And sometimes, well, quarterback play wise, like we got the run game going, but we always screwed it up with. You could either blame O line or quarterback. I mean, when you have to play all three of your quarterbacks because nothing's working, that's a really bad game. Um, but the very next week, I mean, we face a team we haven't beaten in seven years, um, or six years, but we still haven't beaten them. After Saturday, but we still put up a really good fight in a game we were not expected to. And I mean, there were three plays I can think of for sure that really just flipped the game. Um, and I mean, we were right there. And it sucks that we lost, but I guess if you think that we had no shot to begin with, it's a really good feeling to have. Just like I said, from a pride standpoint, like if Thorne had. 150, 175 yards instead of his 82 or 92. I can't remember his official stat. But if he had, like, 100 more passing yards, I think we would have won that game because a lot of people forgot on the second-to-last drive when we had to settle for a field goal, Peyton threw a really good ball to Rivaldo Fairweather, um, a fit, like a back shoulder catch, um, like right on the two-yard line, but he dropped it. and It was a hard catch, but... Still in big time games, you got big time plays, um, and that's our main go to guy as a receiver. Um, he's just a freak of nature, and I was really sad that he didn't catch that. But run game was all we did um, for the most part, but it worked. I mean, it worked really well. It was, I mean, the O line did pretty good, honestly. I think O line had an incredible game compared to A and M, um, but defense looks. Really good. I mean, besides letting Brock Bowers get 160 yards in the second half because he had nothing in the first half, um, the defense looked really well, really, really good. Um, I mean, they we got to just get to the quarterback. And we did a few times, but we didn't sack him. We had a few plays where – we disrupted it, but then like two plays later, they'd get a huge third and long conversion to McConkie, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, 
and just whoever else was out there or Brock. And it, it was just really frustrating, but I was really mad after the game. Um, but a week later, I feel really good just about where the program's headed. I mean, I saw something where it was like uh, there were 17 total five stars combined visiting from like football and basketball, and they were on the sidelines. And so it was, re- I'm sure it was assuring for those who have already committed, um, like Perry Thompson. Like he had a lot of good things to say, but it's also another convincing factor. Like, I'm not saying we'll get him or that we have a shot of getting him, um, but KJ Bolden, he, he was really happy about coming and he's coming back for the Iron Bowl. So if we could win that, maybe pull some leverage towards him. But who knows? I mean, either way, we're going to get our guys in the next one or two years. Um, this year, I mean, us Auburn fans were really selfish and we, we really want like success now, but you just can't have that. We're so used to seeing that because of Malzahn um, that we just demand more like in the first year, but we just don't have our guys yet, but we will. And I, I'm, I feel better than I did a week ago about this program, honestly. And who knows? I mean, with this bye week, get a lot of rest. Some guys who have been banged up a lot, maybe Jarquez will be 100% healthy because he just seems like he's had something holding them back. Um, but just guys in general getting healthy and just working on practice and stuff more. Um, and then going into Death Valley next week to an LSU team who's just defeated right now. I mean, they, they were playoff favorites for the most part, and now they're 3-2, and two, 23rd in the country. Um, it seems like – I mean, they're kind of – we knew we weren't going to have anything to play for this year, but they re- really don't have anything, like, championship-wise to play for. Um, I mean, they could still somehow make a run in the West, but I, the fact Ole Miss beat them really – shows that I don't think that they have what it and like allowed that many points I think they're when LSU typically has a really good defense this year it's just not the case um almost his offense is really good don't get me wrong but LSU's defense defense, like it was three years ago 2019 that they had like I can't remember how many first round picks they had in the defense but it was a lot it was like half the defense yeah it was was, was like six or seven guys um and they gave up 40 something points to Florida State, man, Florida State's not bad, but you give up 40 points to anybody and then giving up, what was it, 60 points to Ole Miss, like, that's just not, you're not going to win many football games regardless of how good the offense is. Um, And they got to play a Missouri team today who, I mean, Missouri's not, I mean, they're ranked ahead of LSU right now, but Missouri's not bad. They're not, they're certainly, they're certainly a team that, could cause a little chaos, I think. They're three and one, right? And they beat Kansas State. They're um, five and zero. Oh. oh, they're five and zero. Oh? They're five and zero. Oh. LSU's five and a half point at. favorites. Well, let's take a look at their Is schedule. Is it in LSU? In it's Valley? in Missouri. Oh. <laughs> so they beat Ooh. Memphis by seven. <laughs> they beat Kansas State by three. Middle Tennessee by four. South Dakota by twenty-five. So like nothing. I mean, the Kansas State win definitely sticks out. Uh, but I mean, beating Middle Tennessee by four is not great. I don't think they're bad in any sense. I think they've got a pretty good defense, but 
I mean, again, an LSU team that just is coming off a pretty brutal loss to Ole Miss, like that. I think that could be a pretty good game. I think Missouri's got a chance to to make a statement, and LSU ha- has to win this game. I think. I mean, if they want to have any shot of competing in the SEC, I mean, I know it's an East versus West game, but you just you just that you just imagine that if LSU loses this game that it's probably I mean not much they can do um, especially they probably don't have an easy schedule coming up either I mean they got to play Auburn next still week still got to play Bama too still got to play Bama still has to play Florida still has to play Texas A&M yeah. I mean not a I mean they got so they go they're at Missouri Auburn at home, Army at home, at Alabama, Florida at home, Georgia State at home, and then Texas A&M at home. That is, it's not an easy schedule. Um, yeah, and they got to figure something out. But yes, yeah, so I think Auburn's got this bye week's really going to be helpful for Auburn. Like you said, there's guys that are banged up, need to get them to a hundred percent. Going into LSU with a bye week, you would expect that guys would be rested the game plan would be really really near perfect i would hope for with two weeks to prepare um auburn should should go in and it it, at least be a good game i don't lsu's not i don't think lsu should run auburn like out of the stadium they they shouldn't but i mean we've seen auburn do many things before um it could go either LSU way. LSU could be the doors off us, but it, it could depend. Yeah. And then honestly, like probably won't really have a definitive answer until after. I'd love to see the Missouri LSU game. I think that's going to be kind of a a telling story of kind of what we're going to see from LSU next week. Either it being an LSU team that's just defeated and kind of just losing all hope, or like okay, maybe they have a little bit of momentum. Just kind of looking at that. Um, and Auburn has, I'd say, a pretty brutal schedule coming up. They got to go to LSU, Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State at home, to Vanderbilt, Arkansas at Arkansas, New Mexico State at home, and then Bama at home. So, I mean, obviously, Auburn's not going to, you know, go undefeated, but they they need to win some of these games. Um, to a, a lot of it's really just going to help with recruiting. And the fans' mental health, I would say. But it, it is, like Wiley said, we just have to be patient with it. And you can, I mean, you can tell Auburn fans that, but none of them are going to listen. But, like, it's just being patient with Hugh and, like, letting him get the guys that fit his scheme in and, like, getting the right guys in that are going to do well, do best under his system. And, like, Honestly, for a for a first year head coach, I think he's done a pretty good job. I mean, with what he has, with what he has, he's done a. Re- I mean, there's one. Jarquez is the last player from the recruiting class two years ago. I think I, I think he's the last player from Brian Harson's first recruiting class. Like that is unreal, and he's and he did a really good job. Hugh Freeze did a really good job in the transfer portal, and. This next year's class is looking really solid, and it's probably only going to get better. It should only get better, and that I don't like moral victories, but 
the way we played against Georgia was really helpful in recruiting and just I think honestly like I'm I'm sure the team like was ready to go in there and compete but like for them to see that they can compete with the best and like make a game against the best teams in the country that's got to be super like super good for like their headspace um again not I don't like taking moral victories but when it benef- when you can benefit from stuff like that even though it sucks to lose I think you can walk away with your head held high um, but we're probably not going to talk much about the LSU game just because it's next week but we'll probably just go ahead and move to the Braves um, since that start well postseason's already started but the Braves play their first game today which me and Wiley will be at um it's a six o'clock Eastern game. Um, weather's going to be perfect October baseball weather. They play the Phillies. Um, all four wild card series were sweeps. I mean, and they're only three game series, so I guess. I mean, yeah, it's but you only have to win two. But all all four of them, each team that won won two and zero. Oh. So I don't really know why that matters that much, but. Just an interesting thing. I don't know how often that happens. Um, but they play the Phillies. Braves, no secret, are definitely the team to beat in the postseason, which, you know. I mean, they've really played all season with, I mean, most of the season. Once, probably about halfway through the season, I'd say they started playing. I mean, they, they had a target on their back. I mean, they're the best team in baseball. They've yeah. been the best team in baseball pretty consistently throughout the entire season um, I mean up until the end but that was I don't really put a ton of stock into that just because it's you're kind of starting to like give guys some days off you're you're kind of testing some out some stuff out pitching wise you know I mean obviously you want to just play consistent throughout but I mean I, I'd say they look they look good at the end of the season um, yeah. definitely I just, I think that I don't even this 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 Braves team is just so good um, from top to bottom. Offense, defense, pitching, pitching I think is going to be, and I, I don't again this is no secret, but pitching is probably going to be what decides a lot of these series for the Braves. I think they're off the offense is going to go out and do what they do, um, but it's going to be can the can the pitching staff do a, a decent job. They don't have to go out and be perfect. I think that's kind of a little bit of a luxury that the Braves have that no other team has is like we don't have to go out and play perfect baseball to win. Um, yeah. Just because that's how good they are. Obviously you want to go out and play perfect baseball, but they really just need to go out and be above average, I, I, I would think. And I mean, maybe you don't want it. You don't want to go out there with that mindset, but it's not going to be perfect, and they don't have to be perfect. Um, yeah. This might be just my own like personal fears from last year, which I'm not saying. This Braves team is tremendously better than last year. Um, there were some holes that had not been exposed yet last year. Uh, by the time we went to the NLDS, and it didn't help because. 
allegedly there are a lot of there were a lot of players who were sick um, in last season's uh, NLDS, but that's not an excuse. I mean, we had just beaten the Mets for one of the best series of the year and clinched the division. We still should have beaten the Philly, sorry, Phillies last year. Um, so I'm not making an excuse for that. And the Phillies were also just really hot. But to me, with how hot the Phillies are, I think if we can get past this series, we'll win it all. I don't think anyone will stop us. Just looking top to bottom from their rotation, I feel like their rotation is the only one that can stop Atlanta's offense compared to anyone in the AL and also to the Dodgers. Um, don't get me wrong, Dodgers, I mean, I'm not even counting out the Diamondbacks, don't don't get me wrong, but the Dodgers, like, they, they, they're still the Dodgers, and I'm not counting them out, like I said, ever, until they're all retired. Um, well, who knows, they'll probably buy even more better players. But the thing is, is, Mookie and Freddie have single-handedly lifted that team up to where they are. Um, but the, all that saying, the Phillies, um, they're starting Suarez tonight, and we're, we're starting Strider. So we've got Strider and Freed these first two games, which is the two first games at home. And then they've got Suarez and Wheeler. And Wheeler will be pitching Monday with Max. Um, and my thoughts with that is that uh, I mean, also it lines up with the last time each pitcher's pitched and how long they've got to rest. But Suarez pitching game one at NLDS, one, they're super confident in their offense right now. Um, so I'm sure they think that the same way with us. Like no matter how many runs our pitcher gives up, our, pit, our hit offense can uh, do the same to the opposing team. But another thing is that like, Suarez is getting a little, I mean, he's, he's been consistent for the most part. Um, I'll be honest, I don't really know I'm trying to go at that point. The main thing is our, I am nervous as heck for our pitchers just because we really only have three starters right now, and one of them has not really had a good outing since before the All-Star break for what I consider a good outing. Um, so what the whole – what this series and the whole postseason will have to come down to if we advance is our offense is just going to have to hit the crap out of the ball and just literally make it like football, like just outscore the other team. <laughs> like it's not gonna they're this series. I don't think is going to have any like three to one, um, like two to nothing games. I, I think the the least amount of runs that will be scored in a game, maybe by the losing team, will have low, like one run or so, but I think the winning team will consistently have about four to six runs each of these games. Um, yeah. The Phillies did that last year. Um, the one game we won last year was a weird one. It was like a weird rain delay one, um, and Kyle pitched. And that's another thing. Kyle Wright's going to be in the bullpen. That could be a really good thing. That could also be – I like that. I think, I think it's good for now because I don't think he's ready to pitch as a starter. But With the days in between the games, yeah. giving – really the main three, which I think are going to be Strider, Freed, and Morton. Giving, I mean, I know Morton's not pitching in the NLDS, but just looking looking ahead, which I should be doing. But I guess it would be Bryce Elder would be the third option in the NLDS. They haven't announced it, but that will probably be what it is. Um, um, but I think that will be good to have Kyle Wright come out of the bullpen. I think 
just what we saw, like he's he looks fine, like he he looked pretty good. Um, but you don't want to throw him into a starting role in the postseason. Not that he couldn't handle it, but you just kind of have – you know we've got our three, four guys, and I think the bullpen probably could use just a little bit of that, like, length. Like, he can go – he'll be a guy that, if needed, like, can go two, three, four innings, which I hope we don't ever need. But I think it'll be good to have that kind of depth slash length in the bullpen. Um, and I hope we don't ever have to have him go three more than two, three innings with Strider, Freed, Elder, Morton pitching. I hope they would all be able to get through five, six, seven might be getting greedy. Um, but, again, it really hopefully just – I mean, it really should just come down to the pitching. This Braves offense is hopefully just going to slug. I mean, it's not going to be perfect, but – like you said, it's just it, – it really – mostly, like, the Phillies offense is really good, and it really is just going to come down to who can – who can strike first, I think, and, like, who can – who can get ahead early, I think. It's like who can – I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's like get, who can – who can throw that first punch and get that starting pitcher a little little on his toes. Yeah. Um, I just I think that it in the first like we said first series is always going to be the hardest to win. I think if they can get through the Phillies, they'd have to play the Dodgers or the Diamondbacks, and I think I don't think either of those teams can. I don't think there's any team that should be able to beat the Braves in the postseason. But again, it's, a, it's the postseason for a reason, and it's hard to win the World Series. Yes. But if they can just get to the NLCS, I think. Just that momentum. And this team is just so, so good. We've seen it all year. And they're pissed. And they're pissed. They don't – they they got that sour taste in their mouth from last year. I kind of just – like, I really just – I really just hope that they just come out and beat the crap out of the Phillies. Like, just take all their anger out on the Phillies from last year. Throw a bat spike in there. Hit them back – hit them with their own medicine. I hope there's a bat spike by Atlanta in Philly. That would be um, ideal, <laughs> to say the least. And then they'll probably play. I mean, like who would who out of the West? Who out of that? Sorry, not the West. Who out of the AL? Um, I think it's gonna be Baltimore, Houston. Yeah, that's uh, probably a. Yeah, Baltimore's it's, been as young as they are. I mean, they might not win it all this year, but man, they're close. Um, they they are incredible for how young they are right now and they are scorching and they've they've honestly been just as consistent as we have for the most part mm-hmm. um except, like we were we i think we were a little bit better the first two months but overall they have they have not slowed down at all um but back to the phillies like like i said their rotation is uh the only one that i think that can stop our offense I don't think they will. I hope they don't. But I think they're capable of doing it. But also their offense is, I think, the only one that can compete with ours. Um, and, like, just go, like, on a hit streak like we have. Um, like, they have the ability to score five to six runs in the first inning, too. They did it last year. Or was it the first inning in game one? I can't remember. I know it was, like, almost immediately they went up huge. Um, I think it was the first inning of the game. We came back, but it was it was too late. But 
Um, but yeah, uh, I had another thought. Oh, I'm really curious to see um, how, I mean, obviously Strider's tonight. I'm, it's very curious to see. I hope he, I hope he dominates. Um, he's got a home game in him last year. He missed some time and then started a game in the postseason, and that ultimately affected him. Like, I saw a, a, a thing the other day where when Reese Hoskins hit that home run and did the bat spike, and everyone was like, oh, he hit it off Strider's fastball. Well, the Strider, that that fastball was the fourth slowest pitch he's pitched since he's been in the majors. Um, it was a fastball. So it was, it was, I think it was 87 miles an hour, 88 miles an hour. Um, but he – He's got always got a chip on his shoulder. Hopefully, he can just assert himself as our number one guy. But game two, to me, is going to define the series um, with Max Freed. I think we. I don't think we win this series without Max Freed winning game two. Um, we have to win at home. Yeah. We have to win the two games at home, and I mean, ideally, pick up, win one in Philly. But hopefully Elder can just do something. You don't want it to be 2-2 heading back to Atlanta. I really don't think anyone wants that. Philly wants that. I mean, but realistically, you'd win the first – you win the two games at home. Maybe you really need to win you, – you have to win the – you have to shut the series down in Philly. You cannot let them win two in, the two in Philly and then come back to Atlanta, um, especially depending. I mean, we don't really know what the pitching matchups are going to look like those next two games because we don't know, like, are they going to start Strider again? Are they going to use Bryce Elder? Are they going to, you know, it, we don't really know what that's going to look like. Um, but, if I mean, just winning the first two games at home would be, like, that's what they need to do. And I think they can. They've been – What's interesting is they've been – they haven't – they've won 104 games. 52 have been at home. 52 have been away. And I don't really think – like, I don't really know, like, what to read into that. But it's like they've been good away and at home. They've been good everywhere. And so, obviously, you want to win at home, but you don't – it's one of those things like you don't really – I don't want to say you don't worry going away with the way they've played, but you don't you don't automatically chalk it up as a loss when they go away. It was like – I think last year it was like they were – they did not look good away from home. And it's like when you know that you can still slug and, and do well away, you're like, okay, we should be able to win this, home, this game not at home, um, which I think is – a big confidence booster. Um, it is going to be interesting because the pitching staff all year, for the most part, has had, you know, those two, three runs of head start, essentially, and they haven't had to, you know, necessarily shut teams down. And they, they have. They've done a good job of it. But it'll be interesting to see how the pitching staff does – one under pressure where it's like you have to shut this team down and two like I don't I would hope the Braves give them some run help but it's not always going to be you know they're not always going to have four run four runs of support from the offense like in the first couple of innings 
um, just because they're going to be facing the best pitchers from each team each game. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But, yeah, that game's at 6 Eastern, 5 Standard. The other three games it is the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks um, out of the NL. And then the AL, it is the Rangers versus the Orioles. And then the Twins versus the Astros. So a lot of good baseball. Um, the the way the set the schedule set up is kind of weird to, to look at, but um, they'll play today in Atlanta on Monday, and then Wednesday and Friday or Wednesday and Thursday will be in Philly um, if it goes to that far, but. It's postseason finally here. Postseason's finally here. October baseball. Braves are the team to beat. I mean, it should be. I mean, it it should be fun regardless. But a lot of good baseball. Um. And yeah. Yep. I, I got that all. Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. Well. I'm excited. That'll be it for this week. We'll get back next week, talk about the LSU game, and probably hopefully talk about the NLDS um, and how all that went. But thanks for joining today. Hope everyone has a great weekend. See ya.